Welcome to episode 22 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark was joined by Marion Reinson, the Executive Director of Eating for Your Health, a nonprofit organization here in Princeton that takes nutrition out of the clinic and into the kitchen by educating participants about how to source and prepare delicious whole food meals without processed ingredients. The Eating for Your Health staff works with a variety of community partners, including Princeton area schools, adult communities, faith-based and civic-based organizations, businesses, and other local nonprofits to deliver programs about healthy food and nutrition in an easy-to-consume and non-judgmental manner. So without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, Marion Reinson, for episode 22 of the Princeton Podcast. Marion, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure to have you here. So, um, Marion, what is Eating for Your Health by Supper's mission? Our goal is to help people learn about the importance of eating whole food for their health, the relationship between what you put in your body and how it fuels your body and your brain. And we do this in a non-judgmental way. We provide information about the foods that you're eating and then leave it up to you to decide what works for you. Pretty simple. So how and when was Eating for Your Health created? So I believe it was 2005 that Dorothy Mullen started a group called Suppers for Sobriety, which was to help people on their journey to recovery by focusing on not just on removing those, those, um, those substances from their lives, but introducing healthy food as well. And then that morphed into suppers, and then um, recently we... we uh, morphed to eating or, or rebranded to eating for your health, um, because that really explains what we do. And um, so she started uh, cooking in her home, having people cooking in, in their homes, learning about um, understanding how you feel as data, meaning if you've eaten something and you don't really think about food for a while, that's a good thing. If you've eaten something and you're not feeling well, that's something you need to be paying attention to. So really very straightforward and and rather simple in the concept and looking at just the way different foods impact the way you feel. So they, she started doing programs, in, like I said, in her home and other people's homes and then doing uh, presentations. And we've taken it to the next level of really bringing in solid evidence-based information about nutrition and your health. Which is great. And I'm sure Dorothy would be very proud of where the where, where the whole program has evolved to now. We think, I think about her all the time, like this weekend when I was with my college friends and we made sauerkraut. And we were like, thank you, Dorothy. <laughs> 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 Wild and crazy we are. <laughs> so I, I believe you have a number of different programs. Can you briefly outline what, what some of those are? Sure. So we have we start out with with really basics of what's in your grocery cart, how to shop in a healthy way at the grocery store, really looking at what's you know what's in the foods that you're buying. Um, so we just you know take a little tour around the, the store. Um, we have the building blocks of nutrition, which are your macronutrients, your um, proteins, fats, and carbs and sugars. Really breaking that down because a lot of those, especially fats and carbs, people like there's a lot of myths around the importance of those and how they impact your health. So we we really just teach people how you and why you need those those um, 
to, to include whole foods like that in your diet. We have a salad creations, which is really an artistic approach to making a beautiful um, salad or um, like crudite dish. So, you know, looking at the lighter side of things. Um, we are right now, our chief medical advisor, Dr. Addy Benito, who's a, um, an endocrinologist, is working on a couple of programs for us. One is what to eat after a cancer diagnosis. The other is what to eat um, if you want to lose weight. So many times you go to these programs and you hear about, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat this, but then what do you eat? That's what we focus on. We focus on these are the foods you want to eat and why. So, um, so we have those healthy snacking. Everybody's looking for something that they can snack. They're like, I can't eat that many nuts. What else am I supposed to eat? We're working on that. Um, so there's, you know, tool, the tools you need to prepare healthy foods. I can go on and on forever. Your, the, sugar, the impact of sugar, that sugar has on your brain, the um, your bone health, like what you need to be eating to, to maintain healthy bones. An herbal workshop that we do with Tish Streeton is kind of our in-house herbalist, and she's amazing. And when you listen to her programs, you feel like you're watching the BBC. <laughs> but she's just really um, makes it easy to understand. That's it. Our, our goal is to make this easy to understand. And if people walk away with a few different um, you know, ideas and tips about understanding how to eat, then that's how to eat in a healthier way. That's what we're looking for. Right, right. Well, there's certainly a, a lot of choices there for people to figure out what, what it is that, we do. That, that meets their needs. So do I need to live locally to take part in your programs? That was one of the silver linings that came from uh, the pandemic was that we pivoted to everything was being delivered in person to now being able to deliver programs virtually. So no, um, we are hoping to get back into in-person programs because we know that the most effective way to teach people about healthy eating is to have them taste their way to healthy eating, but we will always have um, virtual programs. So we will be doing both. That's great. So um, so how do I take part in a program or different programs that I'm interested in? So right now we are planning our fall programming. And if you would like to sign up for our email, just uh, go to eatingforyourhealth.org and you can sign up and you will be notified of all of our programs as they come out. We're also aligning with different community partners. We, we know that we can reach so many people ourselves, but we want to reach many, many more people and to do that, we're aligning with with as many community partners as we can to be their health and nutrition programs for them. So we've delivered a program for the Princeton Public Library. We're doing the Dorothy Mullen Speaker Series for the Princeton Public School System. We are going to be delivering a six-part series of programs for the Breast Cancer Resource Center. Um, we're looking at programs in Trenton. We've delivered a program for Mill Hill Child and Family Development and Dress for Success of Central Jersey, and Homeworks Trenton, we're going to be delivering a program for them, Westminster Presbyterian Church, Lawrenceville Presbyterian Church. I wanna be everywhere. I want everybody to learn about this. Every single person who eats and is curious about eating in a healthier way. They don't have to be totally committed, curious about eating in a healthier way. That's who we wanna reach. So if you are if you're, are listening and you have an organization who you think could benefit from these programs, reach out to us. That's my goal. That's great. And obviously this is not some fad diet program. So this is, you guys are doing real stuff. Here it's, that yeah, we, we don't people. even, we don't even talk about diets. Yep. We talk very little about calories 
And what we found is that when people adopt this way of eating and they look to eliminate those processed foods that really aren't feeding you, the, the weight just kind of manages itself. Um, so, you know, we diet, different styles of eating is what we talk about, like the Mediterranean diet or, you know, some people want to do um, the, uh, um, you know, the uh, paleo diet or things like that. And that's fine. That's fine. You figure out what works for you. But we just focus on whole food ingredients, looking at the sugars, those, those added sugars, those hidden sugars that are in so many foods. I wanted to, I meant to pick up a packet of salt from an area convenience store. You look at the list of ingredients in a packet of salt, it says sodium and dextrose. There's no reason to have sugar in your salt. Salt is a preservative. There's no reason. It's crazy. It's crazy. The things people will learn by taking part in your program. <laughs> they will. You that, can't, that's, that's the other a, thing is you can't unlearn. <laughs> you can't unlearn that four grams of sugar is a teaspoon. And there are 39 grams of sugar in a can of Coke. There's often 16 grams of sugar in a little thing of, of yogurt. So people don't intend to do that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of sugar in, in juices. Don't drink your calories. Yeah. Eat that fruit. You get the fiber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing already all you've helped us with. But So you must have other knowledgeable people helping you, um, you know, who help you create the different programs. Yes. So yes. I know you mentioned one of the doctors you have. But yes. I think you have, a, you have a whole slew of people. We do. We, we, so, um, well, Dorothy Mullen is, you know, she is the, the founder of the, the concepts of everything that we're doing. Everything that we're doing is, is built on the seven pillars of eating for your health. Fiona Capstick is a registered nurse. She's also a diabetes educator and health coach. And she is, um, has been our board chair. And she and I worked together, along with Dr. Benito, to really put together our curriculum and, 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 and figure out what it, we need to talk about. We have many other practitioners who come and deliver programs. Uh, Julie Pantelik has delivered programs for us. Um, Dr. Ailey Cohen has delivered programs. I'm always looking for people who want to come in and talk about whatever they're passionate about. So um, we, yeah, we, it's, if you want to talk about something and it's it's related to healthy eating, um, that's, you know, that's what we're, we're looking to do and just amplify those messages. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a really great goal because right now it's so hard to know what, what it is you're, that you're actually eating, right? Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what, what what the whatever the thing you're eating is called, it's like okay, I better really look at those ingredients. Look at the who ingredients. Do, who knows what's look, really in look there? Look them up. Sometimes if you look them up, it's a little scary. But you know, yeah. no. But you know, knowledge is power, right? So, yeah. so be curious. Be curious. That's a good one. Um, so, how do you reach out to people for your programs? I know you mentioned that you know they could go to your your website. Yeah, but so you know, we're on we're on Facebook. We're on. We, we don't have that much of a following on Twitter. Um, that's okay. Um, we are on Instagram and we, you know, we're, we try and just get as much content as we can published. I'm talking to people like you right. doing podcasts where I can. And, and again, aligning with other community partners and helping them to share information, which then could lead people to our programs. We have a blog, um, eatingforyourhealth.blog, and there's a ton of information there. So, you know, we just, it's, you know, it's, Sign up for for our our e our emails and newsletters, and um, we're working on just uh, getting the message out there. Got it. 
Well, so um, you partner with a number of farmers. Are they, where, where do they come from? Where, where are these places? So understanding where your food comes from is something that humans in this, in many parts of the world, but definitely here have been removed from. So aligning with those farmers who have those regenerative um, farming practices. They don't have to be organic, purely organic, but really, you know, farming in a healthier way, buying produce that hasn't been on a truck for days. Um, you know, it's, we, we just, they, they value the, you know, the importance of whole food ingredients. We value the importance of whole food ingredients. It just makes sense to align with them and support them however we can, which means shop from them. Right. Okay. And that's all, obviously, the more people become involved and read your blog or get your newsletter, et cetera. Yeah, we have amazing, amazing farmer's markets around here. Yeah. I mean, the Princeton one, the West Windsor one, yeah. the Trenton farmer's market, it's it's really incredible. And, and it's growing season now. And even just growing your own, getting a little pot of lettuce going or yeah. herbs that the deer don't eat. Deer don't eat herbs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so one... Uh, one of the programs that I was, was reading up a little bit on was the uh, At the Table program. Yes. So how did these happen? How do you get involved in that one? So that's um, these were programs that were held in people's homes, and we are looking for um, public spaces to hold them. And they are really um, supportive, informative gatherings where people, we, we meet, we cook, we eat, we learn. So... Be there. That's an opportunity for people to um, learn how to cook who don't know how to cook. We've had people who, you know, somebody who doesn't really know what to do with an onion next to somebody who's a chef and feeds 800 kids a day. Mm. And they both learn from each other. So it's, um, it's supportive. We're uh, right now coming out of the pandemic. I'm looking for venues to, to hold these meetings. Um, the people's homes thing is a little can be a little bit of a challenge right, right now, but we're working on that, and that we'll be sending out information about that soon. The goal is that once we start delivering programs and people want to learn more and they want to learn how to cook, um, that we're hoping that organizations who host other meetings will also host these meetings, and that's that's the support that we provide because eating is social, right? And it's. It's emotional. People have emotional ties to their foods. They have emotional ties to their celebratory foods. And when you start to mess with them, whole families can get really upset. <laughs> and it can be lonely. It can be really lonely when somebody's been diagnosed with prediabetes or diabetes or, you know, name the ailment. And one of the things that they're told is that they need to eat in a healthier way. And the rest of their family is still eating the way they've been eating. It's hard. So that's what we do is, is help people through that journey, which can be lonely, and understand that it's you know it's it's that we're it's a, we're like-minded people who are along with them, not judging when they do eat that whole row of Oreos. Right, sure. You know, it's like it happens. Um, but it's uh, and then hoping helping to bring people along with them, which even um, some people that I know in my family who were very meat and potatoey yeah. are very open now to a lot of leafy <laughs> greens. So. Funny how things can change. <laughs> So, but as you look for these venues to hold, to hold this type of event, mm -hmm. you know, like how much, you know, how many people do you, are you hoping to host at a thing? How elaborate a kitchen do you need? We don't need an elaborate kitchen. I mean, that's one of the things that I realized when at one point we were looking for some space and I said, we don't, we need a kitchen that, that replicates what people are dealing with in their homes. Mm -hmm. 
So we don't need a lot of space. We, you know, we, we do need, it's, it would be nice if we had a stove and an oven and a sink, but we can do amazing things with a sink and a crock pot. So, um, or an instant pot. Um, so we don't need elaborate spaces, but we do need, we definitely need a sink and we definitely need a meeting area. So, but, but kitchens, teaching kitchens are wonderful. Church kitchens are wonderful. Community kitchens are wonderful. Right. Um, so. All right. Well, it's good to know. I just wanted to get that detail out there. So, cause you never know who's listening. And I never says, know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are looking for an interim space or yeah. a, we don't really know what we need yet. So that's why it's not something that we were, we're prepared to invest in. We were really looking to move the mission forward of the education piece and not necessarily um, spend money on a, on a location if we, when we know we bring, we need to bring our program sure. to the community. Okay. Um, I know you have numerous workshops. So again, so I keep asking, how do I get involved in all this stuff? No, I'm not going to show up at all of these, but maybe right, I'll show right. up at a couple. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, how, how does someone get involved in those? So again, it's, you know, we have listed on our calendar, on our website, all of our programs. Um, right now we are light in August, um, but we are, we've got a list, quite a list of programs that we're going to be um designing and delivering in the fall. So, so check it out. Look, you know, we're, and like I said, we're looking for different locations. I consider, you know, Bucks County, Pennsylvania is kind of part of New Jersey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, you know, I'll, I'll travel to, to do this. I mean, not, you know, not, not tremendously, that doesn't make sense, but right. you know, any, any place that um, people want to host a program, they can. There's also people who are hosting um, fundraising programs for us where we'll come in, they invite people into their homes. We'll come in and we can either cook something or do some sort of a, a cooking demo and doing fundraisers that way. So, um, you know, we're, we're just looking to build the programs back up after having these two and a half years. Got it. Okay, so everybody should be checking out the newsletters. Check out and the website newsletters and the website and start and the planning calendar. their fall. Yeah, their absolutely. Fall education. Absolutely. Eat the right stuff. Yeah, we're actually doing a program um, for the Plainsboro Senior Center in November, carving the carbs out of Thanksgiving. Oh wow! So that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's a challenge. Well, people are used to eating a certain way or not paying yeah. a lot of attention to what it is. They're right, and then they get sick, and then. I mean, diabetes, type 2 diabetes is epidemic. Yeah. I mean, more people, probably more people have it than know they have it. And, um, you know, the eliminating and reducing those processed foods is a big way to, to either reduce the impact or prevent it from happening. Yeah. So um, I know ability to pay, I believe ability to pay is considered in your program so that virtually anybody could participate. How does that work and how do other people help support that effort so you're able to do that. So that's where the community partners come in and and grant funding. I mean, I'm I'm we we were looking at fee-based programs and we realized that real it's it's something that we really need to um, have grants and sponsors to to be able to deliver the program so that cost isn't uh, prohibitive. Okay. So people could is there a way through your website or whatever if people want to help? Yeah, you? and we we're yeah. also we're building a new website so that we can have a you know a scale as far as what people can pay. Right now, we don't have the ability to do that. Right. So, um, technology is something that we are you know is is um, supports our efforts tremendously. We have some limitations now, which is why it's not that easy to do. But we're working on that. Yeah. Um. All right. So I, I know we mentioned your website a little earlier, but I like to make sure we mention it multiple times. So I'm going to ask you again, what is your website and, uh, 
And so, well, anyway, I think okay. we've already talked about, but my question I already had prepared was how do I keep track of what you do? But Sign up. Anyway, we've, <laughs> We, yeah, so we've, eating, covered, we've covered eating, that one quite a bit. So, so we chose the brand Eating for Your Health. You know, Eating for Your Health because hopefully people will remember that. Right. So, eatingforyourhealth.org is our website. Eatingforyourhealth.org, not you know, just spelled out. And eatingforyourhealth.blog is our blog. Good, thank you. Um, thank you. So, Mary, let me ask you totally different from everything I've asked you so far. Are you from here, around here? Or? I'm well. I I've lived in Montgomery Township for 26 years. So Princeton, we were right on the, across the border. Princeton was our stomping ground when my kids were young and they'd eat their way through Princeton. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, and I, but then I, I was, I, I grew up in Edison. So I came all the way from, cent, well, still in central Jersey, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that far away at all. Not that far away at all. And then, so how did you come to be in this position? So it was kind of a bit serendipitous where um, I, was having lunch with a friend and she said, we were talking about the, you know, this great salad that we were having and healthy food, how wonderful it is. And she asked me if I knew about suppers and if I knew DAR and I said, no. And she's like, you have to know DAR and you have to know suppers. So I went to a meeting. I was like, all right, this is kind of, kind of cool. All right. You know, like, all right. It's okay. And then I did a um, crop making workshop with Dorothy. And then I took her gardening program, which was six, it was six months, seven sessions in her garden and I just really felt the need to get back into the, the soil. I had always um, gardened when I was young, but with my own kids, I didn't take the, any time to do it. So took this program, fell in love with the program, fell in love with Dorothy's way of teaching and um, started to help her with the organization. I, I, my background is in um, marketing and business consulting. So I asked if I could help her just kind of structure the organization. So. We started working together in, I believe it was like 2018, in, um, on, I was trying to gather all the information from her because everything was in her head. She yeah. was delivering 90% of the programs, what it took to run all of the programs. I mean, she would say, well, this is, it's about three hours. And I'm like, all right, well, for a regular human, that's six <laughs> hours. So, so we started, we worked together for about 18 months, gathering all the information so that we could build a strategic plan based on real information about what it took to run the organization. So then she asked me if I wanted to be on the board and I said, no, thank you, because I like to date boards before I join them to see if it's you know something right. I wanted to do. So I got to know the board and then I did join the board in March of 2019. The end of April, Dorothy was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, stopped delivering all of her programs by the end of June. And I was just, concerned about the future of the organization. Um, so was Fiona. And I was also an, in a space where I was, I had been working for um, Rita McGrath, who's a Columbia Business School professor for five years. I just made the decision to go back into my own consulting practice that February. And um, uh, uh, Rita's focus is innovation and growth strategies during times of uncertainty. So I felt like everything that I had done for the last five years with her, everything that I had done in my own practice of consulting with small businesses kind of prepared me for this role. Like I knew how to set up a website and how to get a URL and do all these other things. And so um, I said, I didn't have this, this you know, um, big, big group of clients that I had to say, I'm not doing this yet because I was just building my practice back up. So 
I um, proposed that I would lead the organization on a half-time basis and to see if we can move it forward. So we we did. That was uh, so that was August of 2019, and then the pandemic hit in March. So, but but since then we have really reimagined the the organization um, in a way that we're really really proud of, and um, and I'm now doing this full time. That's great. Wow. Yeah, I know. Who knew? Sometimes things line up. I know. Yeah. Um, so let's just say, you know, as you look ahead, what do you see unfolding for eating for your health over the next, let's say, three to five years? So we, so our, this year is the year that we're building audiences. Next year, we want to integrate healthcare systems and be able to deliver our programs to, when, you know, people coming out of the hospital or out of the doctor's office told they need to eat in a healthier way and they don't know what to do. We want to be that referral source. Hmm. So that's that. Uh, that's the next year's plan, and then, and, and all while we're doing this is is really to create awareness for practitioners of all sorts of healthcare practitioners to know that we're here, and to send people to us. So that's so and so that's that's in the in the plan. That's like our strategic plan, and then another part of that is to train the trainer. So to um, have more people that can deliver our programs, and you don't need to be a healthcare practitioner. You, what's, we, we script a lot of our programs. And what's most important is not to interject what you think people should be doing. We don't, we're not prescriptive. We will never tell you what to eat and what not to eat, um, with the exception of whole food ingredients that work with your system, with your own biological individuality. So to build that, um, that, that workforce of people who it's really peer-led programming that we do, and then finding those, those uh, subject matter experts that can do the deeper dives, but um, really just to have deliver programs wherever, you know, wherever we'll see where this takes us, aligning with other organizations and, um, and just, you know, meet people where they are and, you know, just, just growing that knowledge base and growing the audience and growing the, the number of people who can deliver the programs. Yeah. Well, so we're looking for volunteers right now to, to start and, you know, volunteers, venues, audiences, those, those curious eaters. <laughs> curious eaters. And what's, what's great about us is that, you know, we, people can't say like, no, that eating thing. I don't really do that anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm. <laughs> but this is something that would really work well for, for everybody. For it, anybody. it really, it's, it's amazing when, when people, when we talk about the nutrients that are in foods, like I'm just crazy about parsley these days. Like parsley <laughs> has vitamin K, which is really important for um, for your bone health, for your for blood clotting. It is it helps to, with your um, kidneys. If you ha- tend to have kidney stones, parsley is really good for that. And people, you can add it to almost everything. Right. It's you know it's there's. Oh, they're all dead. Yeah, I can I can go. We can go on for hours. I could, <laughs> but we won't. But we won't. So I, I just want to encourage people that are that are listening, right? So as yeah. you said, you're looking for kitchen space. Yes. You're looking for volunteers. People should find ways to support the organization so you can provide your services to people that might not be able to otherwise yes, afford it or yeah. take part. And our recipes, check out our recipes. We have hundreds, I believe over 800 recipes. They are all gluten-free. They're all dairy-free um, or dairy. There's no like, you know, you don't need to add dairy to make it work. Um, and they're delicious. There you there's go. no, there's no processed foods at all. Which is a good thing. Things we need to get away from. 
So, all right. So we need to remind people, eatingforyourhealth.org. Get there, sign up for the newsletter, find out all the different things that you guys are offering. Yeah. And share with us what's worked for you yeah. because we like to learn from, from you as much as you learn from us. And we're always looking for healthy versions of celebratory foods, healthy versions of cultural foods, um, you know, because it has to be delicious or else it just doesn't work. Marion, thank you so much. This has been great. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much and for giving me the opportunity to share. Great. Thank you for joining us for the 22nd episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. For more information on this episode, please visit our website, princetonpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.